Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for all that you've done for us and all that you are doing for us, Lord. We thank you for the excellence that you did and the work that you prepared for each and every one of us, Lord, and we thank you for the opportunity to take part in it, God, for your redemption of the earth, Lord, and the reaping of your people, Lord. We thank you for our partners and our listeners that you're causing them to excel. We thank you for the season that you're blessing us with, Lord. We thank you that you have placed us ahead and not behind, God. We thank you for this nation and that it will be drawn to you, Lord, that you called it after yourself, Lord. We thank you for those in leadership in our government, God, and we ask that you continue to minister to them, Lord, to open their heart and speak to their spirits god and they receive you lord and we thank you for those things and we thank you for all that you provided for us god we thank you for this time together in the word this morning lord to learn more and grow in our spiritual walk with you jesus and we thank you for all that you say to us lord both in your written and your spoken word in jesus name amen amen Amen. in jesus name amen and amen Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are excited to have you with us and to discuss the word together. You know, we just want to say that we are keeping each of you in prayer. Our partners are, especially those that are partnering with us, but our listeners all around the globe, we we thank you, especially those that are partnering with us, for partnering, for keeping us in your prayers, for sowing into the ministry, and for liking, sharing, and subscribing on any of the num- any number of the platforms that you find a day of prayer on. We love you, and we are definitely keeping you in prayer. Let's get to the Word, shall we? This morning we are in Acts chapter 14, and we are going to cover verses 8 through 18. So can I get a volunteer to read that section of Scripture, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting a cripple from a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked this man heard paul speaking paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed said with a loud voice stand up straight on your feet and he leaped and walked now when the people saw what paul had done they raised their voice saying in the laconian language the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men and barnabas they called zeus and paul hermes because he was the chief speaker Then the priest of Zeus, whose temple was out in front of their city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates, intending to sacrifice with the multitudes. But when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard this, they tore their clothes and ran in among the multitude, crying out and saying, Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men with the same nature as you, and preach to you that you should turn from these useless things to the living God, who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and all things that are in them who in bygone generations allowed all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, he did not leave himself without witness, in that he did good, gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. And with these sayings, they could scarcely restrain the multitudes from sacrificing to them. 
Man, so at this time, we're going to go with our custom and our tradition and open the floor to each of you and give you opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you. And of course, to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I will. All right, Layla. Well, it's something that caught my... Um Attention was, what is this? Verse 16, when it was talk or 17, when it was talking about um, Jesus leaving witnesses of himself in the earth. And that's a very interesting thing to um, see because when we go somewhere, we leave an impression. Like when we meet somebody and when we interact with them. And the same is true about Jesus. When he came into the earth, he left an impression and one of goodness and compassion and faithfulness and all the characteristics of the Lord. And um, Paul and Barnabas telling these people not to sacrifice to them was also something that con- uh, caught my attention. We remember reading about, um, I think it was Herod. I'm I'm not sure which one in the, the timeline of multiple Herods there were, but the one that was eaten by worms when the people were shouting the voice of a God and not of man and mm-hmm. his pride and his heart being lifted up and relishing in the fact that they were attributing God's qualities to him and God's goodness to him instead of giving honor where it was due. Now we see Paul and Barnabas going, don't do that. They were Paul and Barnabas as they, they were both saving the people and pointing them back to Jesus and, you know, saving themselves. So there wasn't any sin that incurred on their part as in they were now taking part in what happened to Herod. Um, I'm pretty sure they were both there when they, when that occurred or they knew of the event, um, that took place or maybe it was the other apostles. I have to go back and look and figure out which ones they were, but they didn't take part in the trap that the enemy was trying to lay for them with the people trying to sacrifice to them. And now we see God's wisdom and their being in tune with the Holy spirit, deliver them and the people out of the snare of the enemy. Amen. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Um, also, what I found interesting was that if we look at it, it calls both Paul and Barnabas apostles. But if we go back to Luke, um, Luke six verses twelve through sixteen, they were not named among the. Neither of them were named among the original apostles. I'll read it. Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself. And from them, he chose 12 whom he also named apostles. Simon, whom he also named Peter and Andrew, his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus and Simon called the zealot, Judas, the son of James and Judas Iscariot, who had become a traitor. Neither Paul nor Barnabas was listening there, and I found it interesting that, um, that now Paul and Barnabas, I believe Barnabas was among this uh, seven chosen to serve. I had to look at that, but I just found it interesting that he was also named an apostle. Amen. 
So I guess it goes to show that God didn't say you have to be in this group at one time to fulfill a certain role. He'll use you if you're available and willing to be used by him, not trying to control him and go, God, you're going to use me in this way to do this exploit or another. But Lord, have your will. My life is here for you to use and use it as you please, which is what we're supposed to be a living sacrifice, acceptable uh, living stones, acceptable to God. Mm-hmm. Amen. But also understanding the apostle, right? And the role of the apostle. Today, and, and religion would tell you that it's just about starting churches. But what do we see throughout the scriptures with the apostles? They're taking the word of the Lord and making it binding. The things that the Lord revealed to them. Yes, during first, I'll say with the first disciples, now apostles, the things that the Lord revealed as they walked with him, right? As he taught them, as he trained them, and the, all the discussions they had during the event, but also after, right? Liz Charles, you mentioned Luke 6. And what does it say right after they were, they were selected? They came down to a level place, right? So they're all on equal footing. And it says he turned and faced his disciples and taught them. Now the crowds, the multitudes, had the benefit, if you will, of hearing what was being taught to the disciples, right? Yes. And they, and with that added benefit was the opportunity to apply it to their lives. Now it's the same with all the Lord's apostles, right? The Lord is teaching them or giving them revelation, right? We hear about that with Saul and now Paul. And it doesn't end there. He, but he's taking that word and teaching them about it, making it binding. And it's, I'll say, it's not apart from what the Lord already taught the first disciples, now apostles. Right? Yes. Because our Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's consistency throughout his word. We have that all from Genesis to Revelation. Thousands of years these books were written apart from each other in some instances. And yet the message is always the same. Which denotes it came from one person. And by person, I mean from God. I don't know anyone that lived to be 2,000 years old. Right? Methuselah came pretty close to be 1,000. Right? But there's still yes. over a thousand year gap, right? Yes. So. The message is the same. So he's taking it and making it binding. Making, meaning, we who are of the faith, this is what we will live by, the word of the Lord. And this is what he's saying. Why? Because that's what the Lord revealed to his servants. Right? Through the prophets and the apostles. Okay? Yes. yes. So it's no different for us today. The Lord didn't do away with those things. Apostles and prophets, even though some have taught that, why would he? In Ephesians 4, Paul writes about this is what he gave. Some as apostles and prophets and evangelists and shepherds or pastors, depending on your translation, and teachers. So that each one can be built up. Isn't that exactly what we see happening here? 
There's yes. a correction of some things, yes, but it's done in love while teaching them, while showing them the goodness of God that has been revealed to them. Not just about laws and rules and traditions, but the goodness of God. Or many of these people would have been converted long ago, right? Yes. Or should have been, according to that metric. But they weren't. So much so that there was a temple of Zeus set up in the city. But the Lord was making a distinguishable difference. Yes. On who is the true God. Now, yes, of course, the people had to be educated. And that's what they were doing. They had to be taught who God is. His nature and his character. His desire for them. Which is only for good. So we have to understand those things as well. You stand. Yeah. Anyone else? I'll go. All right, promise. Okay, so the Lord um was showing me inside of um later verse where Paul was talking about that each of the wit each of the nations that were not were serving idols all had a witness um against them and the Lord reminded me of inside of Deuteronomy when when the Lord was telling Moses to teach the children of Israel a song and that that song would be a witness against them. And how I was saying that they would turn, they would turn from, when they, it said when they grew fat, which was meaning when they were satisfied, that they would turn away. And the Lord reminded me of this and how, even with all the Gentile nations, he wasn't, the Lord wasn't just allowing them to go inside of, wayward ways but he was sending people to them and then when they didn't turn from their ways he set up a there's a witness against them mm. okay and he one of these examples was king joash and with Zach, yes yeah, zechariah um the son of barakiah said that he had gone to the he had gone to joash and said that because because they're serving other idols, that judgment was going to come upon them, and it said that they stoned them in be- between it, in between the altar and the temple. Okay. And it said, not it said, Zerachiah said that because because they stoned them, that they, it will be a witness against them, and that the Lord will repay. And how. With all of these, it just shows that the Lord was merciful. And he wasn't just, as soon as they turned away, wiping out different countries. Because if you notice at the time, a lot of them were wicked. Well, there's no, I'll say, <clears throat> there's still wickedness happening today. And the Lord is not condemning, right? Yes. And the Lord is demonstrating his grace continually. But let's look all the way even back in the Old Testament, right? What does yes. he say? The sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its fullness. Yes? Yes. Okay. Honey, you talk about much about a measure of grace that's been given to each person. So let's not expend all our grace 
on sin and wickedness. But let's allow that grace to be used for the Lord's purpose and for blessing in our lives. Yes. So, in the same way, what's our grace being used on? What in, in relation to our sin meter, if you will, for lack of a better way to phrase it? Is our sin meter just growing and piling up? Because if you look even back with Sodom and Gomorrah, right? What do you say? It's come, it's come up to me. And then you have the Lord saying, I'm going to now go check it out. And the Lord was already aware. He's everywhere. He's omniscient and omnipresent, which means he knows everything, but he's everywhere at the same time, right? Yes. Okay. So he was absolutely aware. But he says very plainly, just so we can understand who he is, I'm going to go see for myself. Because it had come up to him. It had reached its fullness. And the results of that were evident. Yes? Yes. Yes. The Lord turned them over to their own desires. So, in the same way, we need to, I'll say, be wary of ourselves. The Lord only desires good, but will we choose good? Or will we choose evil? Now, God is a loving God, absolutely. And in that love is also a, he must deal with it. He cannot allow it to continue. Indefinitely. Because if he did, that would be unloving towards his people that because of their love for the Lord are walking in obedience to him. Yes. So we need to understand that as well. The Lord didn't come and, and as you pointed out, promised, bring fire and brimstone and destruction to this group of people. He sent his servants, ones that were listening to the Lord that would do what he wanted to do and say what he wanted to say in that moment to bring about their repentance at his perfect time for them. Right? Yes. That's part of the Lord's perfect will is his perfect timing. He knows when everything must align for the voice of the Lord to match up with what needs to be said. And by, I mean, for the voice of the Lord to come down and minister have the opportunity to be received knowing when it's the most opportune time, right? Yes. For his word to be received. So we need to be wary of those things. And we can't do them out of the flesh. All right, but And I bring that up because many want to be used like Paul. And there's nothing wrong with that. Paul had incredible results, right? Christ-like yes. results. Well, we don't get those by operating out of our flesh. We only get those by following the instruction, the plan, the leading of the Lord in our lives. What is he saying about it? What is he doing about it? And that's what we need to say and do. How he said to say it and do it. That's yes. what he's operating in. And he's, he's not condemning them, right? 
yes, he again, the Lord is sending his servants to teach them about himself. And it's also for each of us. Let's allow the Lord to teach us about himself. Not what we thought or had predetermined about the Lord because of maybe something we heard or how we read something. But let's actually allow, because of the relationship with the Lord, him to teach us who he is. Because that would change everything. Not our preconceived notions, but allow him to teach us who he really is, his nature, his character, and attributes in our lives. That is what we are supposed to be exhibiting or conform to. That is the image of Christ. Yes. Yes. In us. That is his light shining through us. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, promise. Lord, thank you for today. Just thank you for providing for us, Lord, making aware everything that we do that we succeed, Lord, as long as, it, as long as it aligns with what you have for us, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for allowing us to be a part of your plan, Lord, and getting people safe, Lord, and doing your will, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Lord, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.